Hey guys, welcome to the Marriage Ignited Podcast. We are Adrian and Jennifer Pina, bringing practical and spiritual tools to ignite your marriage. So welcome to episode 14, guys. And in today's episode, it's going to be really fun. This is a topic that we are really excited about. So one of the most common issues that has come into our church office relates to what we like to call the division of labor, (laughs) aka balancing roles and responsibilities within the home and marriage. We cannot wait to share with you some tips on how to navigate those conversations and explore how to better divide those many tasks that are required to manage your family life together. When it comes to what we call division of labor, a lot of times this is commonly referred to as your roles or responsibilities in your home. We're talking about who does what and why. How how do each contribute to family life together? How do you specifically serve your family unit? Each relationship is different. And often the roles and responsibilities that we have within our family are determined based on a variety of circumstances. Some examples of those circumstances are how old we were when we got married. The difference in our ages, Adrian and I shared with you that we have seven years difference in our relationship. So that sometimes plays a role in our our perception of what roles are. Our stages of life when we got married. How have we been married before? Are we both working or not working? Do we have children or not? These are all circumstances that can contribute to how we view our division of labor. Now, the largest single factor seems to be our family of origin, the family that we grew up in. How did they handle the certain things that our roles and tasks and responsibilities? The traditions that we had growing up, also your culture of your family could play a significant part in this. And we bet that you and your spouse have had similar revelations and experiences as you've walked through your marriage together. And we'd love to hear some of those. So please feel free to share some of those in the comments. When we first got married, Jen and I, we didn't realize that we had expectations of certain responsibilities, but they were so deeply ingrained from our experiences growing up and that we didn't even know that they were there until kind of the situation arose. Now, I was raised by a mom who is Puerto Rican, and she was born on the island and came to the States, and a stepdad who was from the Dominican Republic. My biological dad passed away when I was nine, but he was Cape Verdean, and that is an island chain off the northwest coast of Africa. So the cultures that Jen and I grew up in were very different, to say the least, and none of that was wrong. That's just how it was. It was just different in that way. So frankly, this happens in every single marriage. Even if you are both from the same cultural background, your families didn't necessarily even do things in the same way. And so this is a very interesting and enlightening conversation that happens a lot of times within marriage. Let me give you an example. Now, in my family, every single Saturday, I hated this, man. (laughs) Every Saturday was like cleaning day. And I'm not just talking about like regular cleaning. We had certain chores that we did every single day. But Saturday was like spring cleaning day. I mean, hours of cleaning before we were able to go outside or to do anything. And this was every single Saturday. So when Saturday came up, I kind of had this dread of anticipation of wanting to do this. And needless to say, I rebelled against it quite a few times. In fact, there is a saying in my family that no matter how poor you are, you can always have two things. A clean culito, aka a booty, your butt, 
and you could also have a clean house. And so those two things were huge sticklers in my Puerto Rican side of the family growing up when I lived with my mom. And so when we got married, Jen was really blessed in that way that I was accustomed to being very cleanly. And so I liked having a clean house, a clean house. So I had no problem jumping in and doing chores. As a matter of fact, I did a number of chores that maybe traditionally, air quotes, were things that women used to do that I was typical of doing, mopping and some other different things. Now, in our home, I have since taken over one of those roles that is seen as typically maybe a more traditional role to women, and that is the role of ironing. I don't let Jen anywhere near an iron. And so, <laughs> so, <You> we, <laughs> so we quickly found out, I learned to iron when I was like 10 years old, and I am very picky about ironing and about wrinkles not being in you know, my shirts. <laughs> so let's be honest. It's not that I'm a crappy ironer. It's just that you're so picky about the ironing that you needed to take over that job. Maybe. It's up for debate. <laughs> it's up for debate. <laughs> so it took basically about two months real quickly of me kind of fussing at Jen when we got married for her to realize very quickly that I liked my things ironed in a certain way. And she graciously passed on that job to me. And I have been ironing ever since. So that is my responsibility that I graciously take. I am the one who irons the clothes in our home. Exactly. You guys, I was happy to pass on that job. So in contrast, let me just tell you a little bit about my perspective on roles and how they changed after we got married. So I grew up in a family with just an amazing, amazing dad, which you'll get to meet him at some point in the podcast. But he is super active and super, super handy. He's like a combo of Superman and MacGyver. He, True. he fixes everything. He knows how to do everything. He comes to our rescue whenever we need him. He is always on the go, working on a project around the house, helping a family member or serving the community. Just the most awesome, awesome active dad. So it is hard. It was a hard adjustment for me when we got married because I had this deeply ingrained expectation that in order to be a good husband, you had to be handy. Like, that's the image that I had. That's what I saw growing up, that husbands were handy. Like, that's just what I knew about husbands, right? So when I married this theologian who loves God's word and has amazing, is amazing at the things he's amazing at, but he's like a theologian. Adrian is very techie. He's the one who does all the editing for our podcast and for our YouTube channel. And so he loves all things books and computers. And he didn't grow up with a biological father teaching him all the handy things. He just did not have that. So Adrian is tremendously gifted in the many, many things that he's really gifted at. But he and he's really grown in being handy over the years. But that wasn't something that naturally was how God wired him. So as we figured out roles as a couple, I really had to adjust my image of what a husband was in some of those roles from what I grew up with, understanding that my abundantly talented husband isn't wired in the same way as my dad. And it wasn't fair for me to compare him or expect Adrian to be a handy guy like my dad. It just wasn't like it wasn't helpful in our relationship. Well, thank God for YouTube. So YouTube <laughs> has been a big help to me to allow me to do a few handy things. And Roger, you are awesome. And so we love seeing what you could do with some duct tape and some nails. <laughs> So here's the thing is that sometimes you may not want to repeat the roles or the habits that 
come from your family of origin. Now, that's okay too. That's the beauty of, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24 says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother, and hold fast his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So you create this new family unit. You decide what the setup is going to be completely uniquely to who, how God wired you as individuals, your giftings, your abilities, and such. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about the shift that's happened in this modern era when it comes to roles and responsibilities, or aka division of labor. There has been a shift over these marriage roles over the last few decades. As women began to enter the workforce, the traditional roles began to shift to a more flexible or fluid roles between husbands and wives. Depending on how old you are and how long you've been married, you may have already seen this shift within your own marriage, within your own married roles. So with traditional roles, women tended to handle things like cooking, cleaning, and caring for the children. Whereas men would often handle the outdoor type chores like lawn work or cars, taking out the trash. And and often the men in the old days were the primary breadwinner. That's not as common anymore. So that made a big difference in this shift that took place. Yeah. So now we see it kind of shifted to a more fluid approach as it relates to roles, less determined specifically by tradition, culture, or even gender, and more by what serves the family best. None of these approaches are right or wrong. Personally, I'm all about the progression toward more fluid roles in our marriage. I am an equal opportunity trash taker outer. Okay. (laughs) So. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'm all for that. But in our marriage, we have a blend that works well for us. A combination of some traditional, I guess you would say roles and some untraditional roles that maximizes really our talents and abilities and things that we're better at that the other person may be better at. And also things that we actually like and enjoy doing. So that way we don't steal the joy from the other person who may be better at that and enjoy that as well. So I'm going to tell you a story about something that I hate doing. (laughs) When When Adrian became a senior pastor about seven years ago, he started to be in a season where he was wearing like button shirts and and ties and suits a lot more for weddings and funerals and different services or whatever. And so he would lose a button on a shirt or need something hemmed or whatever. And this pile started to develop like in our bedroom, this just like pile of shirts. We had a pile always going. (laughs) Because personally, I'm of the like elk that I would rather cook a meal for 200 people than sew on a button. Like I just do not like sewing. I've never liked it. It's never been something that I've necessarily enjoyed doing or whatever. So One time we were in the season where there was literally like five or six shirts piled up that needed buttons and he was bugging me because he needed shirts. And I was like, I just had this like aha revelation moment. Like who says I have to be the one to sew the buttons? (laughs) I was like, why do I have to sew the buttons? You can totally sew the button. You have hands and eyes and you can use a needle, you know? So I asked Adrian, you know, if he was willing to learn to do it. And he he was totally I, I was really surprised, actually, by how enthusiastic you were. Like you were like, sure, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, maybe a combination of waiting for the shirts and just, I don't know, <laughs> wanting to. I like to learn. So accomplishing a new skill in that way, I wasn't going to hem a shirt or something like that. But that wasn't too big of a deal. So I taught him how to sew the buttons and then he took over that job. And so I felt. Actually, I kind of felt a little intimidated, like some of the people in our lives 
I didn't want to tell them that he was doing that job because people would like look down on me as a wife. But honestly, <laughs> like it was so liberating because every time I walked by that pile of shirts that needed buttons, I just got discouraged and I just felt like, oh, I don't want to do it. I hate sewing. And then he took it over. He handled it all in one day. He was great at it. And the job got done. Was perfect. Case closed. <laughs> Case closed. Yeah. Now I'm the button sewer. <laughs> So we had some fun with this on social media this week. By the way, guys, if you don't follow us on all the social media platforms at Marriage Ignited, we'd love to get social with you in that way. Shameless plug. Uh, but we asked you guys in a social media post this week, what are some of the roles and how they look like in your home? And we were just wanted to see what some of the responses were. We got some really great traction on that. We wanted to just share a few of those responses uh, with you. Uh, I think that they'll be beneficial. Yeah, so Sarah posted that Chad is really good at folding Mateo's little clothes and getting them to fit into the drawers nicely. So she washes them and dries them and then lays them out on the folding table for Chad to do the folding. And he's kind of taken over that job now. Yay, go go, dad. That's, <laughs> that's right, awesome. that's right. And so Amy posted, I do most of the cooking and grocery shopping and David does most all the time the dishes and takes out the trash and he maintains the yard. So a few different jobs they do there. Ashley posted some really wise advice, you guys. Um, she said, first of all, that she does all the things, kind of laughing. But in all seriousness, she said, I do most of the traditional stuff like meal planning, cooking, etc. But she hates to clean and so does her husband, Daniel. So they hired a housekeeper on the advice of her therapist. And I love this advice, you guys. This is so good. Mic drop statement. She right says we pay her. This is what her therapist said. We pay with everything in life, with time or money. So how do you want to pay for a clean house? Isn't that awesome? So good. Brilliant. Good so job. Good. All right. So then she, what she in their family, what happened was Daniel does every, anything related to our animals and outside stuff. And then up until last summer, would usually be in charge of the yard, mowing or whatever, until they hired somebody for that. So. The idea here is that if you're going to if you're going to pay with everything in your life with time or money, if that's something that you don't like to do, like the lawn or in like Adrian and I, both of us hate lawn work. We just would hire someone if we needed to do that. Right. So this is a great, a great opinion here. I love that. Yeah. And Enid posted, go Adrian on the iron. Woohoo. Team Adrian for ironing. <laughs> she says that I hate ironing. Anything past washing the laundry is so annoying to me. Thankfully, Adam, her husband. Likes to iron and he enjoys folding more than me and he does a better job. Awesome. So there you go with that. Amanda posted that Joshua thankfully likes doing the trash. Every Saturday, what they do is they make a list of the chores that need to get done and they each choose three. Sometimes he dusts and I vacuum, vacuum. Sometimes the dishes cleaning, the kitchen, the bathrooms, whatever it is, they just take the list, divide it, and each of them take three. Love that. Love that idea. That's Love great that because idea. you kind of keep the conversation going and it kind of like is give and take in that way. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Ruthie said this, can I tell you a secret? My husband does all the laundry in our, in our family. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Except the line dry, which she does. And she says, LOL, teamwork. So good thing for teamwork. Awesome. Now. Jill posted that Andrew does all the cleaning, laundry, and ironing. He's really good at it, too, and he does a better job than her. But, but she does all the cooking and helps with the cleaning and mostly takes care of their dog, Witten. So they have a really good balance. They found a really good balance. And last one is Anna said that Michael does the majority of the cooking. So there's kind of a swap there, a male doing the cooking, and I do most of the cleaning. We both do laundry, get the kids ready, and shop for groceries. So we love that. 
So what we love most about, thank you guys who shared those. That was so fun. We love when you guys interact with us on social. What we loved about all of these examples was it was all about teamwork. You guys have found a fit. You don't have to fit into some specific, especially archaic mold, right? Like you're just figuring out what works best for you and how to serve your family best, which is just awesome. Love that. So way to go, guys, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So we want to talk a little bit about how do we come to determine those roles and responsibilities within the home? And there are seasons of life within that as well. So we're not here to dictate, to tell you what is right or wrong when it comes to your division of labor, but truly we believe the best way to figure out and to determine what that roles and responsibilities is to be, is to sit down with your spouse and have an honest conversation. It's a great opportunity to cultivate intimacy and to have a great conversation about this. Figure out what you both enjoy. There might be certain tasks that one actually enjoys more than the other and feel comfortable with that and then do that, you know, actually Take action steps toward it. You don't have to follow any set of rules. Open communication and evaluating what serves your family most is the best approach really in this matter to take. So we know that some of you guys are going to say, well, guys, we've been married for 10, 20, 30 plus years. Our roles are really firmly established. To that, we're going to ask the questions, are they? (laughs) As we mentioned in the beginning of this episode, many couples, many, many couples who have come into our church office for counseling, their primary complaint or or at least a complaint that would come up in like every single couple was this feeling of being complete, like one spouse being completely overwhelmed by this, this inadequacy or imbalance of their division of labor. One spouse was drowning while the other was kind of almost completely unaware of how out of balance some of those roles had become. This is your opportunity, guys. We want to really challenge you in this episode to, to use this episode as a checkup in your division of labor, no matter how long you've been married. Use this week's tool and open up an honest conversation about what is working and what isn't working in your current season of life. You're really going to be amazed. Honestly, this has been one of the most productive sessions that we would have with people about how life-giving, as you work through this tool, how productive and life-giving it will be for your relationship and for your marriage. And it's something that you constantly reevaluate. That's, that's an important thing as well. This is going to be something that you are going to re- reevaluate and it likely will change. Yeah. And it will change with seasons of life. So, so you can begin by starting asking yourself a simple question. Is your division of labor currently evenly divided between the both of you? Do you believe that it's currently, there's some balance there? Then walk through this week's tool together. Now this week's tool has, it's kind of multi-layered and we're going to walk through the steps with you. So here's the tool for this week. Grab two blank sheets of paper, draw a line vertically down the middle of the paper. And you're going to do this independently at first. So independently in one column, list all the roles and responsibilities that you do currently to serve your family. Now, don't skip on this. Do all the work and think hard and long about all the things that may be large or small, some of the things that are consistent, some of the things that are less frequent, like if one of you does taxes, for example, and that only comes up once a year, you know what I mean? Think of all of those things and write them all down, as many as you can think of. Next, in the other column, Actually write down what you think your spouse currently does in this season of life to serve your family. 
What are their roles and responsibilities? The more thorough that you can be, the better that you will be and the better conversation that this will make as you go forward in this, this tool. Yeah, definitely as thorough as you can be. So next, you're going to come back together and you're going to talk through what you each wrote down. So keep in mind, the goal here is understanding. You're working together as a team. We don't recommend walking through this tool or this exercise when you're in the middle of a fight. Okay? That won't be good. That's not going to be good. Approach this with a desire to discover and serve your family in the best possible way. As you look at the paper, here are some questions we want you to consider as you come back together and look at what each other wrote. Consider these questions. Did you both agree on the roles you wrote down for each other? Were, was there some agreement that was happening? And maybe there was some that you were like, oh, I do that. You don't do that. You know, or some that you may have said, I completely forgot you did that. Exactly. Right. Did your spouse list each of your roles accurately? If they did, affirm them for recognizing your contributions and forgive them quickly if they forgot some. OK, this is not about accuracy right now, guys. The goal is understanding. If it's difficult to it's difficult in the spot to remember all the things your spouse does. So give them grace. OK, work together to develop a complete list based on what you both wrote down in order to have a thorough view of all the jobs that are needed in serving your family. So when you come back together in this step, you're kind of creating one big master list that you can both look at and have a really good view of what is needed in our for our home to function. What is needed? The total list. Yeah. And so what you can do next is with that complete list then in hand, do you notice a huge gap in the responsibilities between the two of you? There could be legitimate reasons for that. There could be agreement that you've already had about that. Maybe one of one spouse doesn't work and the other one work, works, you know? So there's some, some level of that. That's the whole point of this conversation taking place. But is that gap, ask yourself this question, is that gap causing undue stress on one spouse or the other where the imbalance takes place? Because that imbalance can create resentment and a lot of other different things. So do you notice immediate adjustments that can be made? We encourage you to be assertive here. Be honestly, honestly share about what you feel and what you need with your spouse especially if you are carrying the heavier load of responsibilities. We also encourage you to take responsibility here for yourself. Own your own stuff. If an apology is necessary where you are not doing what you are, what you have kind of committed to do, or you're not doing your share, then be willing to apologize and be willing to make the effort to, to do better in that way and to communicate where you could take off some of that stress on your spouse. So if you need to take responsibility for communicating those needs better, work towards that. Sometimes your spouse has no idea that a chore is actually needed. Remember, we've said a number of times, you can't expect your spouse to mind read, okay? So they may not even know some of the things that you do for your home. So if you need help with something, this is where our responsibility comes into play. We need to ask for that help. I've really had to learn that lesson too, because... There are times where I'm I'm looking around and I'm seeing the 14 things that need to be done and I'll get upset with Adrian. I'll be short with him because I'm like, come on, dude, help. But it's my responsibility. Some, you know, there's a point where it's my responsibility. He's not aware of everything that's happening. He may not. He's not able to read my mind. He doesn't know the various projects and things that I'm thinking about. And so I really do have a responsibility to share with him. Hey. 
are you able to help with me right help you know with a few things here's a couple things that need to get done can you take a couple and i take a couple that's been really really helpful for us that has actually been very helpful approach it that way so often uncommunicated expectations unmet needs and old family roles come out as you walk through this process This is a really great opportunity to work together towards solutions that serve your family the most at this very moment in time. Stay flexible and work together. That's our encouragement to you. Now, after you do this, if you determine a few changes are needed to be made, or let's say you're part of the podcast and you're like, well, we're brand new newlyweds or... We're just engaged and we're going to be getting married and you haven't even figured out those roles yet. This is still a really great conversation to have because it's going to set you up for a really good foundation as you start. This is still a great exercise to be able to do that. Totally. Totally. And honestly, I want to say, too, that I don't think we've ever sat down with a single couple that there wasn't a few changes that could be made. True. Yeah. So so don't be alarmed if that's the case. I'm probably if Adrian and I did this right now, there would be a couple tweaks that we would make. So that's why, as he said in the beginning, this is a really great thing to do, you know, as seasons change in your life, maybe every couple years or once a year, just take a look at it and see where are we at and what serves us best in this season. So if changes need to be made, you guys, or as we said, if you're brand new at this whole thing and you're just getting started, these are some questions that we think are going to set you off in a really good course, okay? So the first question is, what is driving your current roles and responsibilities? Such a good question. Now, think about this. Is it tradition? Is it culture? Is it roles that you maybe had in a previous season of life or even a previous relationship? Okay. These are a really great question to really think about. Ponder that for yourself. And then even as a couple, what is driving your current roles and responsibilities? Next question. What do you each enjoy doing? Okay. So when we first got married, we were figuring it out and we've kind of figured it out throughout the seasons. And one of the things that we figured out very quickly is that Adrian hates cleaning the toilets and the bathroom. Yes. So he kind of fell into the role of vacuuming. He vacuums and I handle the cleaning of the toilets and the bathroom. And that has just more mostly been because not that I necessarily enjoy that, It's really been more of that he hates that job so much so that it kind of fell to me. And I don't mind it. It's fine. You know, so that 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 works out that way. Thank you, Jesus. So really consider. And I love that even in the examples that you guys gave to us through social media, some of your examples were exactly that. Like my husband loves to clean. So he's the one who cleans. Perfect. That's awesome. Like, yeah, that's exactly it. So what do you each enjoy doing? Okay, next question. Do one of you have a skill for a specific chore? So in our family, I cook and prepare all of our meals. So I do our meal planning, uh, generally do our shopping, not in COVID, but before COVID. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do all of the cooking for all three meals. We, we eat every, even before COVID, we eat almost every meal at home. And so I do all of our cooking. Well, I enjoy cooking. I love to cook. It's one of my greatest gifts. And so that's something that I enjoy doing, and I've easily taken that job because it's something that I love to do. And I was blessed with an awesome cook <laughs> who can throw down on all kind of cuisine. So 
Yeah, that's definitely her lane when I can barely boil water. So you guys consider what do you each enjoy doing and then what do you each have a skill for? Like if you have a skill in a certain area. And then the last one is what is your availability to do that certain chore in your given season of life? So we were in a season of life when Adrian was finishing seminary. He wasn't working his last couple years of seminary. And he was he was in seminary, so he was in school, but he wasn't he didn't he wasn't employed on top of that. And I was working as a counselor in a hospital where I was working like 16 hours a day. So during that season, he, Adrian, took over the laundry because he was available to do the laundry. So he would get the laundry washed and dried, and then generally we would either both fold it or I would fold it, something like that. So ask yourself that question. What is your availability in this current season to do the various chores that are needed to do? That's a really good one to reevaluate as you need to. That's a great question. Great questions, man, guys. This this opens up layers upon layers of conversation that I think will be very fruitful to help you as you evaluate going through this list and reassessing those roles and responsibilities. So as you work through these questions within your conversation, we hope that they enable you to both develop, if you're just working on it, or revise where needed your division of labor as a couple. Remember, you're in this together. You're a team. So together you are stronger and together you will be better working these things out. So you're on each other's side. All right. So just take that together as a team. So remember, the tool is to grab these two blank pieces of paper, draw the line down vertically, down the middle, and independently list your roles and responsibilities and what you believe to be your spouse's roles and responsibilities and really dig deep when you're doing that. And then go back to the description of this podcast. All the questions that we answered and kind of walking out those layers of this tool are going to be in the description of this podcast or on the YouTube video description. So really dig into those questions that we mentioned as to be able to amplify the conversation and to be able to further uh, enhance this tool. So no matter how long you've been married, it is always helpful to reassess and adjust where needed because seasons change quickly. Let me just say that again. Seasons change quickly. And COVID has made that very, very evident, okay? So your marriage will grow as you continue to work through this process. All right, you guys. So next week, oh, we're so excited about this. We're going to be talking about the importance of being each other's number one fan, how to be an encourager and speak life over your spouse. Our words matter, you guys, so much. And we hope that this episode challenges you to become more of an encourager for your spouse. Amen to that. So remember, guys, we are dropping new content every single Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. So utilize this podcast to invest in your marriage. If you're checking us out on the YouTube channel, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We're working really hard to bring you awesome and amazing content. And we'll really appreciate if you would like the video. It really helps to bring exposure to Marriage Ignited. We'd love for you to share this with all your friends and tag us and get social with us at Marriage Ignited. Or if you're listening to this in an audio podcast, whatever platform you consume it on, consider reviewing us, sharing that as well. That'd be awesome, guys, as we continue to expand this ministry of Marriage Ignited. We love to hear your comments. You guys, it's been so fun interacting with you on social media and also on the YouTube and the podcast channel. So Drop a comment and let us know what stood out to you. What ideas are you implementing in your in your marriage? What are some things that are really helping you or challenging you in this season? We would love to hear from you some ideas that you would like us to cover, some topics 
We are working on new material all the time. And so we would love to hear from you guys. Yeah. We love your comments. Yeah. Also on YouTube, if you hit that notification bell, you're alerted whenever there's a new episode. I love that when all the different YouTube channels I follow, I love that because I don't have to go hunting for it. It's sent to me a notification and then I can just click on it and watch it. So I hope that that's a blessing to you. And you guys, we're so excited to continue this journey with you next week. We will see you next Tuesday at 2 p.m. God bless you. God bless you guys. (laughs) We will see y'all then. Till then.